Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is W-Y-R-D. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Do you know what I think is cool about phones and apps and stuff? I had a, a client slash friend. He became a friend through the years who uh, was a doctor, a prominent allergist, retired from Mayo Clinic, and he would take part in all of these, uh, you know, beta tests for these apps and programs and stuff. And he told me about it many years ago, and I started, I used it when it came out. And what it does is, is there is, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Let me just explain. This program would analyze your sleep cycle scientifically. Mm. And so you take your phone and you plug it in and, so that it doesn't run out of power. And then you tuck it under the corner of the bed sheet and go to bed as usual. And when you woke up in the morning, it would have emailed you a report about how many times you stopped uh, breathing because of sleep apnea, how much you're moving around. And as the night goes on, and I forget the name of this, this instrument that's inside of it, built into it, but as the night would go on, it became more and more and more sensitized to your body functions and movements so that it could check your heart rate before... I mean, it was just really wow. cool. And you could also set it up to wake you up naturally. So, so many people in the working environment wake up to an alarm clock and they are tired in the morning. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if they woke up to a natural cycle alarm, it would change everything. And what that does is it takes your, your heartbeat and your uh your breath rate and your movements and it calculates where you're at in your sleep cycle and then it slowly when you're at a certain place it slowly introduces you to wake up world with a series of little small alarms that gradually get a little louder and more persistent so that when you do come out of of sleep it's natural and boy does it make a huge difference and I can see that because it doesn't, it doesn't shake you away. Right. Well, you're not being jarred out of your yeah, sleep at a at the wrong that. time in your sleep cycle. And of course, they also oh. have apps now. Just the cheapest little blood sugar meters yeah. will have apps that go along with them that will wirelessly Bluetooth or whatever it uses your blood sugar information to an app that'll keep track of it for mm-hmm. you. So you never, you don't even have to write anything down. You just go check your app and see where you're at. Yeah. You can also set it up to notify you if it goes above or below mm-hmm. a certain place. You can have it set up to send it to your doctor. My friend had open heart surgery, and there's an app that he's got that will notify the doctor if he has a problem. Now that's cool. That is cool, and that don't you feel like that's kind of the wave of the future? That's the way technology should be used. It should absolutely. Yeah. I want to have my um, eyeglasses tightened up on Monday because mm-hmm. they kept falling off my face, and 
my optometrist was, his practice was attached to this eyeglass place. Mm -hmm. And he retired because of COVID. And they're going to be getting a new, she said, well, kind of a new doctor. It's mostly going to be telehealth. Oh, yeah. Because he's an optometrist, so basically the office is about checking your eyes and seeing if you need glasses and what the strength is and all that. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you need more than that, uh, once a week we'll have we'll have somebody on we'll have a doctor on staff who will look at those things. Yeah. Um, she said, but mostly it's going to be telehealth stuff. Oh and, yeah. And uh, uh, figuring out the strength of your lenses and all that stuff. You don't need a doctor to do that. You just need mm -hmm. a trained technician. You do. That's exactly yeah. right. And if you have if you have a if you have macular degeneration, you can get an Amsler grid, which is what it's called, mm -hmm. and just download it to your device, and you can do your own. It'll it'll actually help you with your. It doesn't fix your macular degeneration. Right. It gives you a chart to go by so that you can see how if it's getting worse, mm -hmm. it's time to go to the doctor kind of right. thing. Right. And I worked at an at an eye doctor's office for a while as one of my million second jobs, you know, <laughs> through the years, and uh, I can tell you that. It was very interesting work, and uh, they already at the time were doing a lot of relying on digital things. Yeah. So you can get a photograph. Right now, I can take my phone, and I've got a little magnifier that will clip onto the camera on my phone, and it will it'll blow up the image by 50 times. So it's, it's not quite a microscope or anything, but it's really cool. Yeah. I can do macro photography, and if I was an eye doctor, it could nice. put, you know, the light right into your eyes, and you could actually see, and it's cool. It is so yeah, cool. well, my eye doctor did a, it was called, it's called OptiMap. Yeah. And you basically mash your eye into this machine, mm -hmm. and it makes a picture of your whole eyeball all the way back to the all back of your brain. Yeah. And then you can, and then he looks at stuff, and he, and... He can, he's been doing that for years, so he can compare and he can go, here's what this eye looked like last year and this is what it looks mm -hmm. this year. Basically, there's no change. That's good. You have a basically healthy eye. But if there was a kind of a subtle change or a not subtle change, he'd be able to see it and go, that thing right there, mm -hmm. that is your retina about to detach yeah. and we are going now to, to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, you got to take care of your eyes, I'll tell you. Especially um, you, you're a reader and a writer. Well, and especially me because uh, my father's family, my father's side of the family, all had they. My my grandmother, when I knew her, his mother, my father's mother, was blind. Mm -hmm. Now we all it oh. was just this pitiful thing. Oh, my poor blind grandmother, who didn't know any of us, but she didn't choose to know any of us because she's mean as hell. <laughs> But she, um, practical woman. The reason she was blind is because she refused to get cataract surgery. Oh. So it was. I worried for years I was going to go blind, and then, so and then my dad had detached retinas. He mm. had uh, glaucoma. Mm. He had cataracts, which is not at all uncommon. Nope. Nope. Uh, so I just I I get my eyes checked pretty yeah. much every year. I haven't done it this year. Probably won't. But. I'll take, when we can, I'll take care of mine if I can. We have macular degeneration in my family. Oh, so yeah, I've already been yeah. diagnosed for about 10 years now. My mom huh. is basically blind. From, from Yeah, and yeah. the generation before. That's about the age that it happens to. It's about mid to late 70s mm -hmm. is when you just you can't see anymore. I mean, you can, Ooh. with macular, you can, you can see, but it's like, 
there's dots where you can't see. Yeah. When, and, I, yeah. when I was working at the bookstore, we had several older customers who were very good customers, loved to read the latest new thing and all that, but one by one they came in and said they'd just been diagnosed with macular and they would probably not be in a lot longer except to buy gifts for people. And that was heartbreaking. It is. It's hard to it's hard to realize that, but that and that's one of the reasons that you see me all the time using the voice activated stuff. I'm trying to teach myself so that I'm very comfortable with it. If I live long enough to go blind, yeah, you know, and they don't find a cure for it, I, which I don't know that they will. I'm also really sensitive to light. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes I'm good with light. But sometimes it actually causes pain in my forehead. Like if I walk out I, sometimes I walk in this house here on the rebound, oh. <laughs> and Alicia's here already doing some office work. And this damn place is like a cave. <laughs> I mean, it's like, Alicia! It's dark here right are you now. Here? <laughs> it's dark right now. Oh, it's lighter now than it usually is because the back door's open, the front door's open. But she's got all the curtains drawn, and there's not I a damn even light. Even notice it. And I'll be like, Hello, yep. everybody at home? Yep. No, I won't even notice that. But that's a uh, macular kind of, it's an awful, I don't like but it. Oh, yeah. it's a terrible, terrible disease. They say eat, you know, make sure and eat your green leafies and, yeah. you know, take your vitamins the way they recommend. And it does make a difference. It does. Yeah. I mean, what we put in our bodies makes a big difference. Mine has degenerated. I can tell, and like, I can... I quit wearing glasses. I used to wear glasses, but it just quit making any difference. Mm -hmm. So I'll wear reading glasses now, but I can tell sometimes that I'll be looking out here and back in the back, back in the day back when we could get around people, yeah. when I would be yeah. out in public, say I was playing a gig or something, I could like look out in the audience and I could tell at some point that maybe I was looking at someone and or it looked like I was, I didn't see him. Uh-huh. You see, yeah. and, but it might look like I was. A, so I learned a long time ago, wear glasses, look up this way, do that, you know. So it's not so bad, though. I, I remember when I was a kid, you know, you said you were scared to death of going blind. I was. Yeah. I, I mean, I still. I think every kid goes through that. You think so? I do. Well, I told you mine yeah. was yeah. embarrassing, but yeah. I thought I was, I was deathly afraid of having a prolapsed vagina. <laughs> I just, because I got into my mom's, she was doing uh, OBGYN nursing that year in school. And I'm trying to figure out why you would even know about a prolapse. That's, my mom was going to OBGYN classes and she had this big book of, and it had this photograph and I was horrified oh. at what I saw. And the description was even worse. This lady, it was. It described in great detail how this woman was walking down the road, and then it just fell out, and I was just terrified. And I'm just sitting here doing Kegel exercises, <laughs> like five a second. Well, yeah. I mean, it sounded awful. Floor. It sounded awful. It didn't well, sound. Well, it you is, know, it is awful. And, uh, I, I was afraid that that would happen to me because I was a woman. I thought every female would have that happen. So. <laughs> Well, I read all those James Harriet books when I was young, very young, and somebody was talking about a woman having a, a prolapsed uterus, and I went, uterus, that's what it was. And I said, women get that? And whoever it was laughed and said, well, men don't get that. And I said, no, I thought only cows got that. <laughs> 
Yep, cows definitely. What did I know? Calf bed comes out, won't go back in. Well, now here's here's the other thing I saw one time that it horrified me, and it it was a photograph of a guy who was lifting weights, and he was trying to push him up off the floor, and you know his knees were still bent. He was semi squatted, and guess what? Fell out. The whole his rear end fell out. It did. I don't know. What? It did. Is that I, a prolapsed rectum? It was. And it was, it showed him because it had ripped open the back end of his shorts. And it showed it. How awful. Oh, I know. Oh, my God, that is so awful. Did I scar you for life? She did. Can you imagine him? He was like 14 at the oh time. Oh, my gosh. Can, I mean... Well, I mean, do they just tuck it back in and then tack it to something? It was a big surgery back then, uh, I'm, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I can't remember now. But, you know, I was only probably 10. You know, your guts are just not supposed to come out. Right. That's just the simple, <laughs> that's the simple truth, though. I had no idea what would cause the my, prolax uterus. My cousin you know. Carl was the funniest little man. I loved that man so much. He used to <laughs> say, eh. There's so much wrong with me now. I think you can just poke me hard right here in the belly and everything would be black and dusty oh, and out. Oh, God. Oh, oh. oh well, you know God. musicians all have hernias. If you're, a, if you're a road tour, yeah, from picking up your equipment and carrying it, if you've been on the road for any amount of time, you're going to get a hernia. You will. Oh. Every musician that I know over the oh. age of 50 uh, has, a is, has a hernia. Everyone, without exception, all of them have got yeah. their version of. Except well, for and maybe. You know what probably happens. I'm. Be, I'd be willing to bet. Coming into the gig, they got lots of energy and they probably lift properly and all that stuff. But at the end of the gig, they're wore out. They mm-hmm. got to get all these damn cases back yep. and into the van and yeah. whatever. And that's when they just. That's exactly what happens yeah. too. And can you imagine just having to haul it around from place to place? Uh. Just for practice and so it's not every musician has got a so how did we even get on this well, pleasant subject today? I, I, I don't know. Well, we were we were talking about food and then we we're talking we went about from food to prolapsed uteruses. Oh my no god. Talent. And we it looked like a little gray balloon when it fell out of her the uterus. Oh yeah. And it, oh my gosh. And yeah. so have you've seen a bladder from an animal that's been yeah. you know, slaughtered and stuff. It looked really similar to that, honestly. But the pain, I just couldn't. No, I can't imagine. Oh, and I wonder now. And y'all can't see me right now, but I've got my legs crossed yeah, tight, and I've got cringing. my arms crossed across my belly. Like, I, I, and I can't even really look at Alicia full yeah. like, why are we talking about this again? Yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. <laughs> but I oh, have gosh. to tell you, man, I would get into those surgical books. Because she was, she was pre-surgery. You know, she went into the surgery end of it and I devoured those books I it was they were so part of my consciousness I wonder why you didn't go into that and it's some kind of medical field everybody said that I should be a teacher politician or um, a nurse they never said doctor yeah yeah I had zero desire to do any of that Um, but I did end up being a teacher for 14 years I guess I still am if Anybody yeah. needs something I can teach them on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just never... The reason I never had a desire to go into the medical field is because of seeing that stuff at uh, a young age. Maybe. And I would think, 
there's no way that I could just handle it. These yeah. people go in and they are just, they handle it because it needs to be handled. They deal with it. They they get the, the vomit up and they they take yeah. care of the, you know, getting the, the poopy dopper and, you know, and they open up the guts and they don't talk about why they have to wear that uh, clothes on the, under their noses. You know, nurses will still do that. They'll take cinnamon oil or clove oil mm -hmm. and they'll dab it under their noses because of the smells during yeah. surgery yeah. that's stuff that they don't tell you about and when you're watching the good doctor or whatever the hell it is on TV this year it looks very glamorous and intense and, and clean and clean and it's not there's a lot of effluvia oh <laughs> effluvia do you know that word? I do oh good I think that's a beautiful it sounds like a quartet that does early music <laughs> Well, we like to concentrate on effluvia it's we're from the effluvian period. Yes, we're effluvia. <laughs> we're <laughs> a four, four lady. We're a, a ladies quartet that concentrates on God. Stop it! Effluvia <laughs> is a wonderful word. Yeah, I think I knew it at a fairly early age. Effluvia. You know, and I just assumed that the world was all kinds of that kind of gory, surgical. My mind was full of that stuff. Well, and I grew up out in the country, so the world was. Yeah. Like, the world was, you saw poop, you saw pee, you saw animals being born, you saw animals being made, you saw animals die. I mean, you just saw all you, of that. You helped in the process sometimes yes, when you and, had to. And the world was not a clean and manicured place. It mm -hmm. was, but, but life is messy. Well, for most people, life is not that messy. I guess not. Not to that level. Yeah. You know, of well, stitches and blood and effluvia. You know, and I just kind of assumed differently because those were my books. I, whatever she was studying is whatever I would study at the time. She gave yeah. me free access to any of her school books. How cool. Your mom is just the coolest. Yeah, she was cooler than... Too bad I couldn't get along with her, but, you know. But, I mean, she actually was very cool, very smart woman. And I appreciate so much that she didn't hold me back in my reading material. Mm -hmm. Because I, even though I read about a lot of grown-up subjects, I was still, and still am, a rube. I was a very innocent child. And even, huh. even up until years after I moved out of the house and was supposed to be a quote-unquote grown-up, I was way too innocent to, to make it in the world. I just didn't, I just expected everybody to love me, and everybody was going to speak well, and treat each other nicely, and, That's you know, so sweet. I just assumed it. No, I never assumed that would ever happen. I, you <laughs> didn't? You, I still don't assume it. I, um, let me think about it. I pretty much, I, people either really like me, or they really can't stand me. And there doesn't seem to be any in between, so that's oh, a little sad. But it's I'm like a lightning rod. I piss a lot of people off, and I don't know why. Just my existence. I oh. I think they look at me and assume I'm a smart aleck or something. Well, you are a smart aleck. They well, they, they are assuming correctly that you are a smart aleck. I but, I'm not mean. But to you're not mean, no. and you're not hateful. Nope, I'm not that person. But you are smart, and you will have you got a smart mouth on you. What? And that's what? And what? That's, uh, that's something to be uh, to be congratulated about, and not 
not to be worried about. Well, I do know that I never thought I never I never thought of myself as a child. Not once. I never thought I was a kid. I just huh. and I assumed that I had something that everybody wanted to hear. I guess that makes me conceited if nothing else because I just I did and I remember being a child and and talking to grown-ups as if I was on their level. And they, my mom would not allow anybody to speak to me with baby talk. She would, she fired a house, a babysitter one time over that sort of thing. Wow. And, um, you know, if I wanted to talk to you like I knew what I was talking about at the age of nine, talk to you about some sort of prolapse uterus surgery, I might do it, you know. Good for her. <laughs> so, Again, good for her. I was cool. It was weird upbringing. It was, well, but... Uh, and now you're a weird adult. Yeah, and... You're grown up and now you're weird. I've, I've got confidence, is what yes, it is. Yes, you do. And I'm not, I'm not shy. I am not... There are times I'm quiet, but I'm not shy. And I've been in situations where I've spoken in front of a lot of people at one time. I had one situation, believe it or not, where I spoke in front of about five or 6,000 people at the I Denver Coliseum. And I didn't know that I was going to be asked to make a speech. And it not... Oh, my God. I wasn't even nervous. Not at all. How old were you? 38 or 9, maybe 40. I don't know. Wow. Well, wait a minute. It was in 1999. So I was born in 64. Y'all do the math. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it did, I wasn't nervous at all. And I guess it has something to do with being brought up that way. Mm-hmm. Of, of yeah. you know, let the girl talk, let the child talk, and I feel like sometimes I feel like I must have been a little, some sort of I don't know, but I I remember just telling my family and they would the older folks in my family that it's time for me to give a concert, you know, <laughs> and I'd go in the you know and they'd get everybody in the living room and stuff like that and and I'd play a little concert for them and. It just didn't even occur to me that I should be shy. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's just beautiful. I'm lucky. Is I'm lucky, lucky, lucky about that. I see people who actually really, really sweat public speaking, and I feel bad for them because it's a it's a moment of panic, is what it is, mm-hmm. and your mind goes blank and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm I feel badly for people with that. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you ever get nervous when you're talking in public? No. In fact, I'm did a, you ever? No. At all? I am really good in the performance aspect of being mm-hmm. a human being. Yeah. But I get really shy if I am in a group of people that I don't know. Oh. I'll be very quiet and watchful. And part of that I think is because I'm a Pisces and I need to know what side of the fence these people are going to fall on. Yeah. Before I commit myself to anything, yeah. So I, you know, I'll go to a festival I've never been to before, where people know me by reputation, but they don't. But I don't know a lot of people, and I'm, I'm very kind of retiring until I'm teaching. And when I'm teaching, I'm on. Yeah. Or when I'm doing ritual, I'm on. Hmm. But if I'm just there to, you know, it's just lunchtime and I'm having lunch with everybody, I'm not the person who dominates the conversation. Gosh, I hope I'm not. I imagine I am sometimes. But. Well, but that's good. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. Somebody, Somebody has, has to keep to the conversation going. Somebody has to talk like a realtor. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Realtors can conversate. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
they can flat out talk to anybody yeah. about nothing yeah. for 10, 15, yeah. 20 minutes. And I can do, if I'm in a place where I have to do small talk, I'm a, I can do it. I'm the queen of small talk. I talk about a lot of things, a little bit of a lot of things yeah. for a long time. Yeah, but I don't think it's your preference, is it? No, I don't like it. But I do do it. I'm not one of those people that's, ah, I can't do small talk. I can do small talk. You know what you can do? You can tell a story. Well, that's just an Appalachian thing. I don't think think that's a particular talent. It's just something that we all do. You tell a story, too. It's true. I mean... I mean, we're Appalachian people. They talk about, like they talk about the Welsh people being able to sing. And every Welsh person I've ever met is a wonderful singer. And, I mean, the thing about Appalachian people is that we got music and we got words. And an awful lot of us are either musicians and or humor. singers and humor or, and or storytellers. A week spin a yarn, Lord of mercy. Spin a yarn. Yeah. Well, yeah, that reminds me of days when we had the time to do that. Or, no, 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 I'll take it back. That reminds me of days when we made the time yes, to ma'am. do that. Yes, ma'am. Because we could take the time. Mm-hmm. People take time for what's important to them. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's, that's exactly you've right. got to get old to learn that one. you got to get older before you learn that yeah. one. Yeah. Anyway. You know, there are things that I know now that I didn't know 20 years ago. I didn't know 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's the gift of, uh, of age. There are gifts of age. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm lucky I'm going to knock on wood. I'm going to knock on the piano for knocking on wood. And say that, you know, so far my body is being okay. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. You get, you're getting better. I get you some stiff days. Lose a little weight every year. You get, and you're right about where you need to be now, aren't you? For my weight? Yeah. Oh, no, I just, if you look at the BMI, which doesn't count, so don't be looking at your BMI, <laughs> but if you look at your BMI, I just got out of morbidly obese, and I just got out what? of obese into, I'm just merely overweight now, yeah. Oh, well, okay. I know. It's crazy to look at me because people that have known me when I really was big, they go, oh, you're so skinny now. And I go, no, I'm not. Not according to my BMI. I'm still, I'm still overweight. But I don't, none of that matters. For, I'm, I'm good in my body. I don't get enough exercise and I, will, and I need to get more and I should and I will. But right now, I'm, you know. I'm wore out. You're fine. You're wore out. You've been working your butt off all year. I have. And it, you can get a little bit of rest right here, right I now. I have. I am going to get just a little bit. Well, no, that's a lie. I'm not going to get any rest probably until after Thanksgiving when the kids go home. You got some good rest this morning. It'll take you. It'll take yes. you. It'll take me a few weeks to. I think. And, and I'm just anytime I'm feeling sleepy and I can sleep, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I'm not going to push myself to knit one more scarf Good. or to do whatever else. I'm just going to get a little rest. And all of y'all should, too, drink more water, get some gentle exercise if you can, eat good, healthy, nutritious food, Yeah. love the things and the people that you love. you got to take care of the machine or you can't take right. care of anybody else. you got to feed the machine and rest the machine when it needs to be rested. Yeah. All them things. All them things. And look forward to hanging out with the people you love, even if it's on Zoom or on the phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that time is good time that you'll never get back and you'll never regret it, probably. Hopefully, anyway. 
Oh yeah, it depends. No, I've n- I've never I've never regretted I've regretted some phone calls in my life, but I've never regretted Zoom or any of that stuff. That's all. That's fun to me. Well, it's spending time with your family on the holidays. It's like I know it's a cliche about how how awful it can be and stuff, but really, it's if you are lucky enough to have a family to hang out with, it probably is a cliche and still a blessing at the same time. Absolutely. Do you do you listen? Are you? I think we've talked about this. You do like some Christmas music, but not all of it, right? Oh, I love Christmas music. Do you? Uh-huh. Do you ever listen to like any modern funny Christmas music? Sometimes, sometimes. There is a channel that I listen to that is nothing but that. And there's this one song, and I want to say it's Robert Earl Keane, and it's Christmas with the Family. It's oh, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's talking about going out to the the store and buying this and this and this, and it's like get some eight eight whatever eight cans of skull and something other six packs and a box of tampons and so on. <laughs> so it's like Christmas with the family. Yeah, okay, I remember now. There's a, a wonderful song, the St. Stephen's Day Murders, <laughs> that uh, Elvis Costello does or did a few years back. It's an Irish song, and it's just it's hilarious. And it's got a line in it, the carcass of the beast left over from the feast. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good one. Yeah, it, it's funny. I like some of those funny ones. I like kind of classic stuff. I love we classic did, uh, Christmas. Caroling, mm-hmm. let. Last year, I guess, was the first year I was home to go. And we had a wonderful time in our neighborhood singing all those old standards. Oh, yeah, I love the carol. I used yeah. to do that. So, we're getting closer to Christmas. Yeah. This is a time where the spiral's going inward and we're looking inward. And yeah. we've made it past Salon. Made it past the election, sort of. Sort of. Well, we've, we haven't made it past Salon. We're in Salon. I mean, the way I calculate it is that Salon is the gateway into the season of Salon. Uh, so we'll be in Salon until we hit the winter solstice. You put that better than me because I, I was thinking to myself, even when I said it, I was thinking, well, we made it past Salon, but it's not over yet. Well, I think yeah. today or yesterday was the astrological Salon, which is the exact midpoint between the equinox and the solstice. So you know, some people do the astronomical, astrological, astrological salon, um, which is uh, St. Martin's Day. St. Martin's Day. Yeah, so uh, that's where we are today. We're recording this on the 11th, which is Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. And may all gods bless all the people who have served this country in a military capacity. Oh, yeah. Whatever that capacity was, and also the families that supported them mm-hmm. because... I'm, I'm very sentimental about Veterans Day and Memorial Day because we have a long line of, of men, it's all been men as far as I know, who have served in the armed forces in one, one way or another. Yeah. So I try to be really conscious of that. But it's also uh, St. Martin's, Martin's Day, Day or the Martin Mass, they call it, which is also Old Salon, Yep. which marks the beginning of the winter and, the, and truly the end of the harvest. And so now, that now it's kind of... You know that on some level, and your activities and your interests changes mm-hmm. every year. At least for me, it's I start changing the things that I'm interested in, things that I want to do. It's just natural. It just feels natural. It does feel natural. Yep. It absolutely does. <laughs> yeah, and the kind of spiraling in that you were talking about—that's where we are right now. Where our energies are spiraling in. We are, we are thinking about things closer to home, mm-hmm. even though a lot of us have basically been home 
since March. Yeah, yeah. But I know I'm. I, I went through all my clothes, and now I'm going through a bunch of papers, and I'm just kind of clearing up, getting rid of some junk, getting rid of some of the heavy, the burdens that that are in my house and in my life. Yeah. yeah. My dream life is active this time of year. Ooh. Every time of year, but this year it's just been off the chain a little bit active. Good. I, but I'm also getting deep, deep, satisfying sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, and I think. Honestly, I think some of it is because of this being here mm -hmm. on Weird Mountain. It's just conducive to that. Yeah. It's just easy to have that kind of dream set up. Well, this you just know. feels like such a safe and peaceful place. Absolutely, it does. It does. It's a magical place. Yeah, Weird Mountain. <laughs> well, y'all, we thought we were going to stop about half an hour ago, and then yeah. we just had to fill in a little gap, and then we just kept talking. Appalachian goodbye. Yes, we did that Appalachian <laughs> goodbye. It's so, fun. all, we still want to hear about your Thanksgiving and yep. your plans and your eats and all that. And tell us, you know, you can also tell us what it is you're looking to do before the big winter holidays hit. Yes, yes. Thinking about that. So, we're, we're going to be talking about, who knows who we're going to be talking about from between now and the winter solstice, but we'll be talking about stuff. Oh, yeah. It could be madness. You just never know. Well, it will be madness because it's us, and we can't help it. We are mad as hatters. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, we are mad as hell. I was like, oh. Well, we are mad <laughs> too sometimes, but right now, just mad as hatters. I'm mad as hatters. Y'all be good. Behave yourself. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Y'all, we couldn't have done any of this without Craig at Sunslice Records. We just want to say thanks. Sunslice. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.